Well, uh, good morning. Uh, my name's Danny, and uh, today's the final part of our series, The Myth and uh, Miracle of Marriage. And for the past uh, two weeks, uh, Steve has explored this theme of marriage and has really set the tone for what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, please have a listen to both messages. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, then uh, jump online, whether you want to listen to it or watch on demand. Uh, please uh, make use of uh, a good time uh, with the Lord, with Jesus, as you uh, listen to uh, these ideas of, of marriage. And so what we want to do this morning is link uh, what Steve talked about over the last two weeks with story. And we're going to uh, have an, an interview, a discussion, if you will. And so we've invited some friends uh, to join us on stage and be somewhat vulnerable with us. Now, let me just say that this is, this is risky. It always is risky. Um, if we wanted to uh, talk about a specific thing that we wanted to, uh, for you to know about, then we would script this out and um, they would just read it out to you. But we're not doing that. Uh, and that's because I think it reflects the nature of marriage. Marriage is it's convoluted. It's, there's the highs and the lows. It's the joys and the pain. And there's no point scripting this out um, in light of the fact that um, marriage is intricate, it's beautiful, it's painful, and so it's best to just have a raw discussion, if you like. And I've only really given um, these couples uh, maybe two days' notice with these questions, and you'll notice that some of them have written some answers, and others don't have even a piece of paper. It's going to be off the cuff. So we'll see how this goes, an element of risk. And so what they are doing is allowing us to have a look into their lives, not because they have better marriages, hear me out, they don't have better marriages than anybody else, but because we learn about ourselves when we hear other people's stories. That's an important life lesson. If you want to learn about something, very often um, it's hearing somebody else's story that draws us in and helps us reflect on our story. So with that in mind, I want to invite our couples to come up on stage, and I'd love for you to invite them and welcome them as well as they come up on stage. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm going to ask you some questions, but uh, I haven't told them that I was going to do this. What we're going to do is we're going to dim the lights. We're going to create a romantic atmosphere, maybe cue the music. Let's listen to some Barry White. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Too much of anything. And the reason I want to do this is because I want to ask them one question to start with, and that is, um, how did you meet... And uh, how long have you been married? And I've only really given them a minute, okay? We're not going to hear elaborate stories. And we may only get to hear just one version of the story. So if you want to hear the other version of the story, you may have to talk to them after, all right? So I'm going to start with the Kerrisons. How did you meet and how long have you been married? It's all right. 47 years. Yep. 47 years and we met at a church uh, car rally. <laughs> uh, sorry, at a church? Car rally. Okay, whatever that is. Okay. <laughs> the the towns. Oh, this is funny. We've uh, been married 30 years next year 
and uh, friends invited me to Bernie um, to the youth group night, which was a car rally. <laughs> You're joking. And I met Amanda. Wowzers. Uh, well, Beck and I have been married 16 years. We didn't meet at a car rally. Um, has anyone heard the term being a wingman? Right? So your friend's going out on a date and you take a friend along to be a wingman. Well, Beck and I were both playing wingman and caught eyes. And the, our friends that we were accompanying, that uh, didn't go anywhere in terms of relationship. But 18 months later, the two wingmen were married. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think the, the business, that's probably the normal story. I don't know about this car rally business. Or did you say rally car? I don't know what I heard. All right, let's uh, kill the music. We can turn the lights right up. Because um, uh, marriage is fun, but there are some challenges with that. So I want to start by asking anyone who wants to answer, what's a highlight? Uh, what's a highlight for you uh, of, of being married for this, this long? Anybody who wants to answer. Maybe Amanda, I'll go to you first. <laughs> that was not anyone. <laughs> no one was picking the mic up. So. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by this because there are highlights like travel and all sorts of things and having children, obviously. But I think one of the highlights for me has been the ability to adapt and learn and grow. Um, that's actually been a real highlight. It's brought its challenges, which we can talk about later. But just that ability to grow together and learn together and adapt together has actually been a real highlight. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. Anybody else? Um, I, when I was thinking about this answer, I thought the same thing, you know, like bringing children into the world is amazing together and um, just family holidays and things like that are, are definitely highlights. But um, I think we both actually came up with the same answer separately and that was just the fact that we get to... Um, experience everything in life together, um, not alone, but, you know, the highs and the lows, um, the joys and excitement, <coughs> excuse me, um, and, and the fears and the worries and the, and the sadness, we get to do that together, and mm. I think that as an overall highlight. Yeah. Well, let me um, then flip the coin and ask the question, what has been <laughs> maybe one of the most challenging parts of, of marriage. And of course, this is a vulnerable space and there's appropriate and maybe not so appropriate to think about in terms of the context that we're in. But it's important to recognise that marriage can be difficult. So can you put some words around that to anybody who would like to answer that question? Well, it's not, it's not about a toothpaste tube. <laughs> <laughs> All, although you squeeze from the bottom. Uh, yeah. yes. No, we have one each. <laughs> Oh. That's your answer. That's your answer to Stephen Karen's problems. Yeah. The challenge for me is his bad dad jokes. Oh, I'm still waiting for the highlight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody else want to talk about the challenges? Um, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, I think it's... Um, Amalgamating your ideas, um, from, uh, you get an idea of, in life, you have your, your ideal car, your ideal idea of what a garden looks like, an ideal house design, an ideal something. And um, as a couple, you share that. So um, where it's mutual space or, or mutual um, things, it's being willing to um, combine those ideas or sometimes giving up your idea altogether for the other person. Yeah. 
That's a good answer. Phil, do you want to speak into that? Um, similar to what Ben actually just shared, I think um, as a young man entering into marriage, um, you have to go from me to we, which is sort of what you were just pointing out. And, and that requires, um, it's challenging um, because it requires growth in humility and selflessness and we're all and that, that's ongoing even you know whether it's 16 years into marriage or nearly 50 years into marriage i'm sure that's an ongoing challenge yeah, very much so our family from church were driving home one day after wayne had been preaching and the voice from the back said from a little boy i don't know how mrs kerrison copes with <laughs> with wayne's dad jokes nice let me move on. Uh, Wayne. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. This is what car rallies bring about, or rally cars. Or... It's a dodgy foundation, I reckon. I want to move on to maybe some themes around marriage, and they're really the four categories. We've just been really talking about some introduction, but I want to explore some themes uh, in marriage, and maybe these, uh, these are sort of my take. And uh, Wayne, I'm going to lean on you um, just, just for this particular question, because one of the biblical ideas of wisdom is that it's linked to skill. That is, you, you gain experience. The word um, is very closely tied to, to learning a skill. And so um, with that in mind, I want to ask you, in terms of marriage, in, in the sense of relational skill, in what ways has your marriage made you wise in life? Um, I guess... The whole thing is a, a steep learning curve and you think, you know, when you, I was 23 when I got married and I knew everything pretty much, um, but you find out within a week you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a, like a continuing learning curve from then on, mm. negotiation, communication, uh, one step forward, three steps backwards kind of thing in your relationship until you... Um, Gradually, and for us it was gradually, or for me it was gradually, uh, you begin to understand how people think. Because up until then, it's only you thinking, and that's, you know, that's how you're normal until you have a relationship with somebody that is different. Mm. And, and we're quite different, quite different to each other, and learning that. And, and that sort of leads me to another question that you've got in there, how do you use that? And so when I trained as a counsellor, and particularly doing pre-marriage counselling and stuff, I was able to um, interpret some of the stuff I was trying to help the others through, through a real situation, not just yeah. book information. Yeah, yeah. And um, Christian and I certainly benefited uh, from Wayne's help. Uh, this is a long time ago. Uh, we've been married 20 years in a couple of weeks' time, as you can tell by my wedding ring, which I keep losing. Um, but that's not what we sought uh, Wayne's help for. I think we were made have been married uh, three years, and we were just sort of at a bumpy stage in our, in our marriage. We couldn't quite work out, and uh, we sought Wayne's help. And uh, he was very, very good in, in bringing to the surface the areas that needed attention. It wasn't uh, one or maybe one or two sessions, but it was very, very helpful. So thank you, Wayne. Wisdom. So anybody else want to answer that question around wisdom in terms of your marriage? How have you become wise in life? Um, I've learnt to listen more than just offer my opinion on things. I think as a young person, I always felt I had something really valuable to offer instead of sitting back and taking in... Um, 
not everyone will probably agree that that's changed much, but, <laughs> but it has more than uh, I realise. And probably one of the things as a family, uh, seeing small versions of yourself develop yeah. um, and then seeing in them develop your blind spots and you go, um, that's kind of what I do, mm-hmm. is, um, can train you to sort of pull back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of blind spots. That's a very, very good word. Anybody else? Um, I think one of the biggest things I've learnt is um, just to be humble um, and forgive and um, just to step outside of my own feelings and thoughts and try and step into Phil's shoes sometimes and see from his perspective how, may, how he may, may be viewing something or feeling. Um, because I think it's really easy for us to um, just get caught up in our own little feelings and and thoughts about things but we are all so different Um, we experience things differently and um, yeah so I think being humble and um, trying to see from the other person's perspective and not always knowing that I'm right Mm. is probably (laughs) um, yeah one big thing and I think what comes with that is just being more selfless you know um, focusing on their needs and um, not just mine. Um, I think we've both learnt to be a bit more generous in that way as well. I've definitely learnt more patience and more cooperation and um, I think another thing is just that communication um, makes everything work. Um, so I think we've, we've gained wisdom in the fact that communicating with each other is such a massive key. Um, if we don't know how each other's feeling or what we're thinking about something um, or even how to navigate something, if we don't talk about it, um, yeah, it, it's much harder. So yeah, yeah, good. Communication, and I've noticed that there's a hearing aids truck outside, so if you need uh, to have your hearing checked, I'm not sure. I just had a chuckle when I thought we're talking about marriage and there's a hearing aid uh, truck outside. So, um, but, yeah, pardon. <laughs> An important um, uh, realisation, I think, is, uh, and, and Wayne alluded to this earlier, is that uh, your marriage allows you to help others in perhaps ways that you didn't expect uh, or maybe thought it was possible. So uh, maybe, Amanda, I'm, I'm looking at you and see if you can answer this question. How has your marriage allowed you to help others? Not necessarily in marriage, but just generally in the community around you. I didn't like this question okay. to start with. Yeah. Um, yeah, Janet's agreeing with me. More, the more I've thought about it, I think what I've come up with is together we can actually see more. We have two sets of eyes. We see more, we hear more, and we can actually do more. Um, there's two of us. It gives us more ability to do it. And what Ben might see as a need or a, you know, a, a friend or a community member calling out, I might not have seen. So we can either talk about it, do something together about it, which we would often do, but on occasion we would actually work independently on that and um, it's not foreign for one of us to come home and say, I've done this and, you know, good on you because you don't know about it or I've gifted somebody this or I've taken a meal to somebody or mowed a lawn and we don't even know. So it just has helped us see the need and it's challenged us, I think, each of us to see the need differently. Um, What I wouldn't have seen, perhaps Ben would pick up and we get to talk about that and do something about it or not, Mm -hmm. that's probably my answer for that. Yeah, well, you didn't like the question, I didn't like that answer, so we'll go to somebody (laughs) else. I'm joking, I'm joking. He's a harsh critic. I'm joking. (laughs) 
I'm joking. Uh, ben, you want to yeah, speak um, into that? Just adding on to that, I, it, it occurred to me as you said it that um, in our marriage we've had a chance where like a young lady was going through a t tough time and we had her live with us for a time mm -hmm. um, before she got married and, and, and I stepped in and sort of said we need to fix this um, and we opened our home. I couldn't have done that without the safety of our marriage mm -hmm. because um, for obvious reasons yep. I couldn't have helped this young lady out the way I wanted yep. to. I needed the protection of my wife around that. So yeah. it was great to be able to do that. Janet, do you want to speak into this from your experience? Oh, wrong way. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that Amanda said that, that makes a lot of sense because that's what we've done. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I see a need and I just, I know I've got a little bit of cash in my purse and I'll just give it and I... I, I <laughs> And I just can't help it. Yeah. And then I'll go home and say to Wayne, I've given so-and-so some money because they just needed it. And he yeah. said, well, good on you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to, uh, I want to try and dig a little bit deeper now um, and perhaps uh, tap into maybe more of your personal story. Um, last week, uh, Steve highlighted that one of the myths of marriage is that we approach this relationship hoping that it would fix our problems when in actual fact it kind of reveals them, it brings them up uh, to the surface quicker, if I can say that. Maybe, uh, Phil, if you want to speak into this, in what ways did this play out for you personally? Um, probably more for Beck, because I'm the one with all the problems, so it probably <laughs> played out for her a bit more. But actually, I didn't really resonate with that point. That okay. I didn't feel that marriage would fix my problems, but... As, as you went on then, Danny, what it did identify was that as two come together, yeah. uh, two are very different. And so it, it does highlight differences. Mm -hmm. And some of that is to do, uh, I remember Steve, I'm not sure if it was at this service or at Undone, talked about your family of origin. So the family yeah. you've grown up in uh, shapes who you are and the marriage that, you've, <coughs> that your parents had or that the marriages you see around you, they model to you what marriage, you think marriage looks like. Yeah. So you enter into this relationship um, with your own story and your own preconceived ideas of what marriage is and how it works, yeah. and then your partner comes in from a different angle, different story, different uh, family of origin, different ideas of what, what marriage is and how it works. And so it really is a, a furnace where you're coming together and pretty quickly, um, if your communication isn't strong and you're able to talk through these differences and start working through things, or as you shared, Danny, um, Wayne was able to help yourself and Christy through counselling. If you're not um, intent, if there's not an intentionality to communicate and work through these things, it will only get harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good answer. Wayne, do you want to speak into um, that? Yeah, just a, a reflection on uh, the process that Janet and I did or didn't go through when we um, were going to get married, as opposed to what's available now in the church. Um, we have available, through those who do marriages and stuff in the church, um, mechanisms uh, called prepare and other uh, devices like that that weren't around 47 years ago or at least not available here, um, that just bring out those differences. You see, I mean, we sort of approach marriage thinking we have no particular faults or, or foibles, but 
these devices allow you to see them very clearly well before they become an issue. Mm -hmm. And so with the right skills and, and help communicating and talking through those, they can actually be headed off at the pass, so to speak, and, and techniques worked out as to how you're going to handle the toothpaste tube, you know. Mm -hmm. we, talk, we talk about that uh, laughingly, but in my experience as a marriage counsellor, I've found things less significant than a toothpaste tube of undone relationships. Yeah. And, and yet, if there's no way of picking that up beforehand, and people just, yeah, it all falls apart. Yeah. So I work at a place called Worldview Centre for Intercultural Studies, and one of the things that we realise as we train people to engage in, in mission and ministry is that they need to have a certain level of interpersonal skills. And so we're talking about here in terms of marriage, but actually these skills are appropriate for life in general. How you engage with, with other people, how you listen to them, what they're really saying behind what they're saying, all these sorts of things are important skills for life. But I want to stay with relationships, so marriage as relationship. And I want to ask this question. I'm not going to look at anyone in particular. Uh, when I ask this, how honest can you really be with each other without taking offence? How honest can you really be with each other? Yeah, I might go this one. Um, I don't think it's a question of, of offence and, and honesty, but um, because I think if we are honest with one another, there is always the chance that I will take offence. Um, and we just... Ha it's, it's not even a question. I think we have to be honest mm -hmm. and we have to go there if something's on my heart or my mind... Um, or if something's on Beck's heart or Beck's mind, she has to go there. Mm -hmm. And offence may happen. Um, and that certainly has happened, you know, throughout our marriage. I chuckled at this question. Because <laughs> I get offended easily. <laughs> um, so offence happens and we can't be scared of that. Um, but it's then up to each of us to um, show humility and to try to understand the other's perspective, um, to forgive and to, to work through uh, yeah. whatever caused that offence. So, so what I'm hearing is that honesty is the value, not taking offence, the value. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, honesty is, is cr critical and paramount to right. a marriage relationship to work. Right. And we can't be scared of, of, we can't be scared of um, causing offence because yeah. in my experience it happens and it happens regularly in, in you know, different levels. Yeah. And then we have to work through that together. Ben, do you want to say something? Yeah, um, I agree with everything Phil said. I found that, um, just sort of t taking a, a slightly different link, um, I tend to be um, a verbal communicator even within our marriage. So I bounce, I've always bounced a lot of stuff off Amanda. So there's been... Um, painful honesty in a sense of just I'm always putting stuff out there and I've learnt over time that I still need to be totally vulnerable and honest with Amanda but realise she's not my total sounding board. Yeah. That um, we know there are times where I go to other people, good close friends, reliable people to sound something off because um, Amanda will take offence on my behalf if I'm um, upset about a work issue or something like that and it's not always fair to put her through that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I say, Hi, I'm, I'm, you know, be honest, I'm having a struggle with this, this and this, but I'm going to have a chat with um, a Wayne or a, or a, a Craig or a, a Brad 
um, yep. about these things. Yeah, yeah, that's helpful. Beck, you were going to say something before. Um, I was just going to add that you know I think when we I think words can hurt and. Um, especially when there's perhaps an element of truth and we know that there's an element of truth in, in those words. Um, and so I think what I've learned over the years is that, um, the, that I need to be really mindful because words are really important to fill, especially. Um, I need to be really mindful of the way that I deliver those words to him. Um, perhaps earlier in our marriage I may have said some things that I regret and um, but you know he was he was humble in hearing them even though perhaps not at the start yeah. but <laughs> um, but yeah I think that I've learnt um, just to be really mindful and careful of the way that I deliver my words to him and um, choose appropriate moments and um, yeah language to be mindful of his feelings and how yeah. he will take that, yeah, yeah, in an honest way. Yeah, yeah and thanks for your honesty. So, um, I want to move on to communication and maybe um, uh, lean on uh, Wayne and Janet for this one. In terms of when communication breaks down, how do you cope? So I'm asking you not from a counsellor point of view, but, but what do you do in your marriage after so many years together when communication breaks down? I'm assuming it still does, but maybe you can um, answer that in the opposite way. Um, how do you cope as a, as a couple in your marriage with that? Um, well, actually, going just back one step, yep. talking about the honesty thing, and that's usually where it breaks down. The more closer relationship you have, the more likely you are to hurt the other one with honesty, simply because you can be honest, whereas if it's somebody in the community or somebody you work with, you're more likely to work out ways to couch what you're about to say that's very apologetic and nice and, you know, I don't mean this to hurt you, but, but at home we just come out with it, you know, yeah. and we go blah, yeah. and, and it sort of dumps on them and so that they're immediately hurt. And depending on the nature of the other person, Janet, uh, um, go she goes quiet, I have to give her space to internalise and, and, and uh, work that through and then I can come back to it and start to unpick, apologise and unpick uh, what it is that's happening mm -hmm. um, because uh, I'm, I'm an immediate responder, Janet's a slow responder in the sense that she has to internalise it first. Yeah. Is that helpful? Yeah, yeah, I just want to hear the other version of the story. <laughs> yeah. now, here's the truth. Well, as I said, I go quiet and sometimes because my bladder is very close to my eyeballs, I need to write, write things down and in other words, I cry a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I've got to write things down and then I'll, I'll hand Caro a, a letter yeah. and then we work through it. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's the mechanism that you were talking about before. In what way? So I've discovered in our marriage, and this is after 20 years, Christy's a verbal processor. And I have learned to ask the question, are you talking to me or are you just talking out loud? Do you want my input or are you just wanting to just talk to a face? You know what I'm saying? So this is, this is something that we're still working on. Last Sunday, that was uh, for us a couple of hours where we're just trying to flesh out some misunderstanding around this, this idea of communication. Um, I want to uh, maybe just uh, before we sort of emerge out of this space, uh, just go a little bit deeper again 
and really uh, try and wrestle with what happens to you when your partner is not coping well in life. So I'm really talking about here, uh, it could be emotional breakdown, it could be a physical um, illness, um, disability, what, what have you. How do you cope um, and what's that uh, relationship dynamic for you? Anybody would like to answer that? Well, quite often, because Wayne's had a lot of illness over the years, and if I'm struggling with it, I, I'll just say, <clears throat> I'm going out for a while, and I'll go to someone I know, quite often it's my sister or a, a friend, and I just go and have a good howl, and pick myself up, dust myself down, go home, and I find that I can cope. Mm. And just, and then ring the boys and say, say I've rung the ambulance again, or, or Dad's in hospital again, and... Yeah, so Wayne, what's the, uh, other, ver like the other side of that dynamic for you? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm aware of the signs in Janet fairly early because of experience, both clinically and also relationally, and so I'm able to pick up when she's struggling. Uh, this is when I'm okay. <laughs> it's usually one's up and the other's down in our relationship, so there's always somebody good. The dog, the dog if nobody else. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm able to pick the signs up generally and then able to help her tease that out. Yeah. And then, um, and it's hard for me because I... I tend to want to put on the counsellor hat sometimes yes. and uh, I'm not her counsellor yeah. yeah. and so there, I, gets to some, I get to some points where I've just got to say to her, you, you need to find somebody else to talk about this, you know, your sister or, or what have you because um, it's too close to where I'm at to be yeah. objective. Yeah. 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 And again, it reminds me of another mechanism, if you want to use that word, to, to be able to deal with some of these things. What about for you, Ben and Amanda? Um... I think I initially, because in, in response to another question earlier, what I bring to the marriage as far as um, wanting it to be solved and it revealing that about me is a stubbornness and um, I wouldn't say aggressiveness, assertiveness for sure, um, that reveals itself. Um, and that can be very bad, clearly, and we've had to deal with the very bad of that. I can be very stubborn. On the flip side of that, it actually, in this situation, has become come a bit of a, an assister because what it also presents itself as, of course, is strength and resilience and capacity. Um, so we have had health issues in our family and they've lasted a little while and they've been challenging in a whole heap of ways over many years. What I tend to do first is I'm a fighter, so I just fix the problem and I'll fix you and I'll fix the kids and everything's just fixed. Um, and then I feel good. Then what happens is then I realise that I need to have some empathy and some sympathy and, and begin to process. So I'm a bit of a slow processor, but I act first. I will get everything organised. What, it, what it's meant for me is I... And I think between us, I haven't been terribly unwell, but was unwell with pregnancies, we tend to just realise that we have to fill the void. Um, we're a partnership and we're a team, so, you know, the jobs, we don't really have assigned jobs, but when one is not working at full capacity, we just, we now just literally fall into the vibe of, well, I'll just fill the void. Um, 
We don't have to think about it. It just happens, I suppose. So we fill the void, um, support, and then go on that journey of, yeah, where is this going to lead to and what now needs to take place? But that becomes a conversation. There have been times when we've not been able to have a conversation about it. Um, you know, drugs can be miracle things and they can be horrible things occasionally and send you a little mental. There's a real problem when you're trying to communicate. So there have been times where we haven't been able to communicate until yeah. that situation was resolved. So I've kind of had to solo parent. We've talked about it. Um, but it's just the way we had to handle it for that season. Mm. And in all fairness to Ben, he had to understand that at the time and agree and appreciate that that's just what needed to, to take place in that moment in time. Yeah, thanks for sharing. What about for you, um, Phil and Nick? Phil wants me to talk. <laughs> um, I think the same sort of thing that Amanda said in that just picking up, like filling that void, um, I think we pick up the pieces for each other when the other is feeling down. It's, Phil is a very constant sort of person in terms of um, emotions, and I am very not. <laughs> so um, he's often picking up the pieces for me. Um, but also just allowing each other, I think, um, that time and space to deal and process in the way that each of us needs to. So I know that if he's had a really stressful day at work or um, things are a bit manic for him, I just say, just go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> and it sort of miraculously <laughs> helps <laughs> um, because he needs that solo time and that, you know, just to process it himself. Whereas I really need my friends and to verbalise things, as Christy probably does. Um, and, yeah, he allows that time for me. He looks after the kids and sort of allows that, that space and time for me. But I think in all this, you know, our saving grace is God. Like, if we didn't do this marriage as a trio with him, when times get, have got really tough for us, um, things with our kids or um, there was a time that I went into just this slump of depression a few years back and without God's grace and God's help um, in our marriage together, um, yeah, I just honestly don't think that it would have ended so well, mm. but um, yeah, yeah, so. That's a good answer, and I think that segues well into, into this final, as we just bring this to a close, into this idea of marriage as miracle. So Phil, I'm, I'm looking at you just to uh, see if you can answer this question. In what, what character of God, uh, what do you know about God now in response to your marriage? Yeah, for us, um, the big one, there's so, mu so much about God, but for us it's God's faithfulness and his providence. And whilst on the surface, you know, we might look like we've got it all together and life's always been smooth sailing, it hasn't. And um, Beck sort of mentioned about our, our children and, and, you know, when your seven-week-old first child is being wheeled off for surgery at the Royal Alfred in Ch Children's Hospital in Melbourne, yeah. that could be really scary. But we know God's in control, he's faithful, and he's, he's got this. Yeah. Or when um, I've been in two jobs where the, I've lost my job because the organisation I work for went into liquidation. And so there's real scary financial stress in those situations when you've got a mortgage and all of a sudden a single income household and you haven't got a job 
turn up one day, the next day I haven't got a job. That can be really scary. But in those times, we know that God's faithful and He's got this. And we could, if you want to hear some stories, come and grab us later. There's amazing ways that God provided for us yeah. through those times. So for us, it's um, God's faithfulness and, and that He provides and He's always got us. Yeah, it's good God. So Ben, what about for you? I, I just have to add to that. The faithfulness was the word that came to me. Um, when we first got married, um, back, way back in the day, there was uh, Cliff Richard was putting out a song and it was called uh, You and Me and Jesus, Jesus, Me and You. And inside of both of our rings, uh, we have the you and me and Jesus and Jesus, me and you. Um, that, that bind of three, um, his faithfulness has seen us through. Through whatever times we just sort of knew, this doesn't make sense, but we know God makes sense, so it will make sense. Yeah. And so we just lean into that and, and work through it and get out the other side, yeah. knowing God's going to see us through. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine it, right? A car rally, is that what you called it? Yeah. Windows down, Cliff Richard blaring, <laughs> doing blockies around Bernie. <laughs> I was driving. That's just the picture I got, sorry. Oh, you were driving. All yeah. oh, right. That seems a lot different cars. <laughs> what about for you? What about for you, the question of God? Oh, yeah. What do you know about God to be true now in response okay. to your marriage? Um, that God uses all sorts of different people to speak to me, and he speaks to me through Janet quite a lot. I learned um, fairly early on in terms of our mission experience that uh, God can speak to the one who's listening most rather than the one who's doing most. And um, so, you know, the one who was quiet and still heard from God more yeah. than the one who was trying to do what God, he thought God wanted to do. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's the main thing, I think. Yeah, appreciate that. And so just finishing, one word, um, not a sentence, just one word that would uh, sum up, if you like, your marriage. What one word would you use? Maybe I can start from the, if Janet's panicking, I think, she's no, looking no, at me. No, no. Okay, she's got it. Okay, Janet, go for it. One word. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> In more ways than one, apparently. Wayne's version? Rally. Rally, yeah. Like it. Amanda? Robust. Robust. Collaboration. Collaboration. Beck? Um, strong. Yes. And uh, blessed. Blessed. Yeah, it's a good answer. Well, I want to um, thank you all. Thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for your willingness to share, knowing that we could have had a number of different couples here, but it takes just something else to be able to get on stage and be able to answer into a microphone. So we do really appreciate your willingness and your honesty. And um, we're going to go into a time of communion, uh, but let me pray first just to bring this, uh, this time to a close. So, Father, we want to thank you for the beauty of relationship. We want to thank you that uh, it reminds us uh, when we're uh, in this marriage uh, with, uh, with, uh, with another person that reminds us of the type of God that you are. And, uh, Lord, we thank you that marriage is not just uh, between uh, two people, but actually the, the, the ripple effects of marriage is, um, we cannot ignore. And Lord, I, I'm conscious that uh, there are people here that have all sorts of different stories in terms of their marriages and relationships with other people. And uh, really, Lord, you know their story. And uh, perhaps it's a story of brokenness. Perhaps it's a story of, of, uh, of sadness. Um, perhaps there's some illness that, that speaks into that relationship. So Lord, uh, on behalf of all of us here, I just ask that you would bless um, our marriages, not only in this church community, but um, throughout Launceston, 
throughout our world as we know that when marriage works, um, there are other people that win. And so, Lord, we want to thank you uh, for this time. Thanks for this series. We acknowledge that uh, you have been speaking. So we ask that you would give us the courage to put into place things that, uh, that need attention in our lives. And so, Lord, we commit that, uh, that aspect of our community to you. May, uh, no matter what our journey is, whether we're single or, or divorced or whatever, Lord, I ask that we would champion marriages uh, for your sake, for your kingdom, for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.